1: another episode of the Flyers Talk podcast. I'm Katie Emmer. We have a very special guest joining us today, making his second appearance on the pod. And we also, as always, have the Mr. Jordan Hall. Jordan, good to have you with us. And we got a lot to get to today, don't we?
0: We do, Katie. And uh, thanks so much. And I'm excited to introduce Joe Fordyce, our Flyers pre and postgame live producer, joining us for the second time, as Katie said. So I think we have a lot of things to talk about, even though there's... No hockey being played or practiced, but uh, I think there's still plenty of talk about it. I'm I'm excited to to be joined by you guys.
1: Yeah, and um, okay, let's just put it this way: day five without hockey. How are we doing, Joe? How are you doing?
2: Uh, it, it's it's tough when you poke around on the TV and you can't find anything live. It's kind of a new, uh, it's a, it's like a new way of life. Um, right. And, it, you know, it, you're begging for anything. You're begging to hear a puck hit a stick on a pass or somebody getting crunched into the boards. You're, you're begging for any of those sounds. Um, you know, you might stumble upon a, uh, like, a classic game playing uh, on NHL Network, something like that, and it, for a, it kind of pacifies you for a, for a few minutes or a little bit of time. But, you know, it's... Uh, it makes you appreciate what we do for a living all the time when it's kind of been taken away from us at this point for an indefinite period of time.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, Jordan, I mean, uh, it's nice for us cause I would have to agree with you, Joe. I mean, it is so weird. You're, you're not hearing that call. I mean, we're in March and we don't hear hockey or any skates on the ice or any pucks going off the glass. It's very, very weird. Um fortunately, though, on the NBC Philly uh, standpoint, we're going to have some games re-airing on the nights that there would be a Flyers game during this hiatus. So that's a nice thing. You know, we can look back on some of the top memories and it's always nice to look back on the, the ups and downs, I guess, of this season for the Flyers. But I would have to agree. It's really weird, but you're definitely like trickling through. I, I know, Jordan or Joe, I saw your tweet. You're watching the presidential debate last night. You're just you're poking around to find other things to talk or other things to watch right now.
2: Yes. Uh, there, there was no, uh, no moment. I am not a political person. Um, I, I pay attention to it. Like, I guess it, you could call it a casual way. Uh, I'm not clueless as to what's going on, but nothing made me appreciate or miss sports more than when I kind of came to the realization that I had that one for a half hour straight last night. And I just was not, it was <laughs> not what I wanted to be watching. It was, really
0: wasn't.
1: Uh, Jordan, were you watching the debate last night? I can't
0: say I was. I can't say I was. Um, I'm trying to even remember what I did last night. Oh, uh, yeah, for me, um, <laughs> I like uh, we were talking to Ben uh, Barry, our podcast producer, uh, yesterday, and I, I'm a fan. Uh, I don't get into too many shows, but I'm a fan of uh, the show, the series uh, Homeland on Showtime. So they had. Um, they had a new episode last night, so I was spoiled and I was at least able to enjoy that. But yeah, uh, it really is not uh, it really is weird not being able to to find sports. And, uh, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can with trying to write and write about them and read about them and uh, keep things going. But uh, Katie, what have you uh, I- I'm anxious to hear what you've uh, been able to do <laughs> to keep yourself busy without your beloved hockey.
1: Oh, well, I know all of us. We always are go, go, go in our sports media jobs. So uh, I know I've talked with both of you. It is such a different time for us. Uh, And I know a lot of uh, people throughout this world, just a lot of school closings. You have uh, kids coming home. It's such a different time. So I know we're all keeping ourselves busy. But uh, for me personally and keeping myself busy, I will admit it on this pod. I have very much gone into love is blind on Netflix guys. And I would 12 out of 10 recommend, um, <laughs> Joe, I don't know what your reaction is to hearing that, but this is a judgment free zone. I don't need the judgment. It's a great show. Don't knock it till you try it. Essentially the bachelor, except they like pair people off in different rooms and you basically don't know what your like date looks like. Cause they're on the other side of a wall. It's the cool, it's, it's kinda of cringy, but it's so entertaining. You guys can't knock it till you try it.
2: Uh well I am I'm you could have stopped that, it's like The Bachelor. I'm out on that. So Oh
1: come
2: <laughs> but on. I uh, I um I've watched I've been watching a show called The Sinner. Uh it's a USA show. Two of the seasons are on Netflix. So I started that. I watched a couple uh I watched Inception and I watched Shutter Island yesterday. I was on a bit of a Leonardo DiCaprio run, I guess, with those two movies. Um, so, you know, I just just trying to find anything. Um,
1: yeah.
2: It, In the it, presidential it, debate. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was unintended, but it I ended up stopping on it and uh you know, with lack of anything else to do, you find yourself scrolling on the phone, just waiting for like the next interesting thing to come up on Twitter or Instagram.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you say that at the top of this show, Jordan, you mentioned it there. We have so much to get to. And it is crazy because there isn't any hockey going on, but there still is news. And Joan you talk about refreshing the Twitter feed, I've been doing the same exact thing. Um, and one of the biggest things today and throughout the last couple of days, it's such a fluid situation, guys. We know that things keep changing especially with in the league, uh, in Jordan, just a little update. I know you had a great article just about what the CDC says, um, just with their new guidelines and what that means for the players something like we might, we would have to see a training camp, right? Before we see a season. Tell us about this article.
0: Sure. Katie. Yeah. The NHL came out today and and released an update, um, which comes uh, on the heels of the CDC, uh, giving their own recommendation that, um, that people avoid or put, not avoid, but they recommended people postpone um, large gatherings uh, for, for eight weeks. So uh, the NHL obviously is listening and doing their own homework and um, th- effective immediately on Monday. They told players that, uh, you know, they gave them the option to return home, not, you know, not in the club's home, not in their team's home city, but. Uh, to go home to maybe wherever they live in the off season or, you know, wherever they are from. And uh, as long as the, as long as uh, travel permits it. And then um, th- the objective and the overall plan or goal, it seems like is that uh, they will be able to hold or teams, they will be able to give high level guidance to teams opening up a training camp of sorts about 45 days into this 60 day period um, where there won't be anything, you know, in which games will not be happening. So I hope that's as clear as possible. But what that means is it sounds like a training camp could open for teams if if they are able to reach that goal. Uh, training camp would open around like April 29th to the 30th. That's when it will kind of begin. And um, I think, as everyone knows, it's, it's pretty late. The, the regular season originally was scheduled to end on April 4th. The Stanley Cup playoffs were scheduled to open on April 8. Um, that is obviously not going to happen. And what is even more, uh, not so much fascinating, but what, you, what is even more uh, of a bigger issue is how it even affects the league calendar. Uh, as everyone knows, um, you know, the league will go into June and then things pick up pretty quickly, too. You know, the, the, the Stanley Cup typically ends around mid-June and then the draft is held in late June and then free agency begins July 1. And, um, with this, that all of that will be impacted. So I'm eager and I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to get your guys's points, uh, on how, um, basically what are they going to do? Like when, when the season resumes, are they going to shorten the rest of the regular season, are they going to try to fit all the games in? Will they possibly shorten the playoff series? Say they go from seven to five games for best of five, best of seven. I, I'm not exactly sure what route they're going to take, but um, obviously if, if if the plan is in place to hold a training camp uh, in late April and then resume in the first of two weeks of May, uh, obviously everything is going to be in fact, uh, affected uh, after that. So So Katie, what are your thoughts on that? Like where, where do you think they're going to go uh, if they're able to achieve that plan?
1: Yeah. So um, as I mentioned earlier, such a fluid situation, right? Like right now we're day five of this, this break of no hockey. And I feel like every day there's something changing and it'd be super hard to just say for sure what's going to happen for all of us. I mean, even maybe maybe Gary Bettman, he has no idea what's going to happen, but with that, I do think there's hope of a season at least coming back. Uh, I think you talked about, like, we're let's just assume it's going to come back with the dates you mentioned, that there is a plan in place for the season to be back, but way later. And I see it starting with the playoff run. I see teams that, I mean, realistically to me, guys, it would make more sense. You start with the teams already in playoffs, so the Flyers would be playing uh, the Penguins in the first round, and maybe you shorten it. You shorten the series, but also I see the teams on the bubble, teams like Vancouver and other teams that are are trying to get in. I see something where they would have a mini-series that, uh, I don't know, it's all uncertainty right now, but um, just even in part with what we heard about uh, the NHL asking for uh, arena availability through July. I mean, that's right there sort of a hint that there definitely is a plan to have this season back, um, but I do definitely think they're going to need to make some changes you have the draft you have free agents too you have so many different things that all intertwine with this and also Jordan there's a concern about what if this season does go through July I mean these players don't have that long of a break until they start the next season so right. you have to make sure you're also giving them health wise and, and those different player rights that they need a long enough break before the next season so are we going to see a cup awarded and just to get the cup awarded we have a delayed start to next season I mean it's all a very interesting time, and Joe, I know you sort of, you have talked to me and, and a couple of us about your idea of this picture. Do you think it's going to start in the playoffs here when they get back running?
2: I, I think it will, and, and, and you see a lot of talk out there about. Um, I, I saw a couple of people putting out there like this sort of twenty-four team, uh, almost tournament-like bubble, and. Let's say it goes that way. Now you're talking about eight more playoff teams. Now what capacity, like are those one-game elimination type things? I mean, you're going to have your teams like your Red Wings, Devils, Kings. There are obvious teams that are not going to be in it. But, I mean, you're talking about most of the teams in the league now being involved in some sort of tournament. And, hey, you know, let's say a team – like, let's use the Rangers, because they have a decent amount of talent. Their playoff ho- hopes were looking dim. Um, their rookie goalie, Igor Shostakovich, got hurt in a car accident. So let's say he's healthy, comes back in this in, in this hypothetical 2014 thing, and they get on a run. What... How is that recognized by the rest of the league? A team that wouldn't have made the re- the playoffs gets into a makeshift sort of playoff run, and they get hot, and who knows? Maybe they win the Eastern Conference. It, it, it's really interesting to think about how wild a scenario like that could be. To me, I would say, the best thing to do would be the 16 teams that are in the playoffs right now start the playoffs, shorten a round or two, maybe pick up the seventh game with the conf- seven game series with the conference finals, and obviously the Stanley Cup final be a seven game series. I think that would be best because I think if you start expanding things, things get very dicey, and you're going to have teams yeah. that have had a lot of time off that can get players healthy that otherwise would not have been. Uh, on the table if things were to have played out like the normal schedule.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a matter of, uh, like you said, Joe, it's a matter of um, level of importance. So where, like, what is most important? Well, what is most important is the Stanley cup playoffs being held and then still the league still being able to award the Stanley cup uh, trophy. And Um, yeah. So what is least important, quite frankly, the final 13 or so regular season games for each team. So I think it's going to come down to them having to ax those final games, start off the playoffs where everyone stands now. And that's just kind of the, unfortunately the the luck of the draw for every single team. Um, we've obviously seen them, um, have lockout shortened seasons and, uh, that's kind of where you, you just have to pick up where it is. And, I, I have a feeling that's what they're going to have to do, and then, yeah, there, there will still be important decisions, like you said, Joe. Of do do you uh, do you shorten some of the playoff series and then pick up best of seven later on? I think those will be uh, questions, but I think the first uh, matter of importance um, is the, re- the rest of the regular season. I just I, I can't wrap my head around how they're going to actually finish those games. I just, I'm not sure how that's going to work in terms of how it affects everything else. It's like a domino effect really. Um,
2: Yeah. I don't see how the rest of the regular season happens. Um, I just think that's impossible at this point. And the latest news, I mean, it just, it pretty much takes that off the table in my mind. Uh, Regular season games, those seem to be off the table and, you know, it, it also is interesting. Katie brought up the point about uh, the off season and next season, and teams getting healthy and free agency. So, does the league prioritize awarding the Stanley Cup this year over the integrity of next season, or are they okay with, hey, let's get a playoff run in this season and shorten next season? You know, where where do they lean? And
1: yeah, it, you know. And I was it, just it, gonna- What's more important? Like you're going to award the Stanley cup K and, and Jordan, you say that is the most important thing, but in my eyes, it's not, I mean, I see the health of these players is the most important. And obviously we all do, especially during the coronavirus situation. But when we're talking about next season, I see their health. And like, as Joe, you just said the integrity, like I would find that more important than just trying to force a Stanley cup in such a difficult time where you mentioned the New York Rangers and in different scenarios where players are going to be back. And it's not the natural, like organic way things would have happened anyway. So. Yeah.
2: yeah you know, it's interesting though, because I, there are a lot of people out there. Let's, let's not to put a label, but let's call them the casual fans that will watch hockey in the playoffs. So the playoffs, I think get so many more eyes and attention than the regular season. So I could see the league, prioritizing a playoff run this year over necessarily making sure that they have a full 82 game slate next season, starting on time. I could definitely see them prioritizing something this year because they know it'll get a lot of attention. So I could definitely see that being the case, whether it's the right move. I don't know, but we've all seen before, like the LA Kings won a Stanley cup as an eight seed one year. So let's, I mean, is it a stretch to say that a nine seed that normally wouldn't be a playoff team gets on a run in this scenario and wins games? A hot goalie, or not to be cliche is, but a hot goalie or somebody gets you know goes on a crazy run and and they all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're winning playoff series. You, you, you could totally see it happening in in hockey more than any other sport to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think- uh, in terms of, um, yeah, levels or, or matters of importance, absolutely, the, like Katie says, the health um, of the players and the fans and everyone involved in this situation, uh, that's first and foremost. But in terms of importance of trying to still award or trying to pick up where you left off, um, I think the the first thing that it, it's going to be a matter of adjustments. How do you adjust moving forward? And the, I think the first adjustment would be um, finishing the regular season where it is now, and then making the next decision after the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, but I, I, it is, um, it is incredible at how it's not only impacting this season. Uh, and everyone uh, in this season, but it, it will really, like KD said, it will truly impact the following season uh, just in terms of everything, in terms of the length, um, the health of the players, how much time they get, how much time everyone has off, free agency, uh, drift, everything. Um, and that's what's just as fascinating to me as, uh, as, as how it releases this season, but also next. And um, the NHL definitely has th- their hands full uh, in terms of the decision-making that they have moving forward. But, um, K- Katie, I, w- I wanted yeah. to ask you, um, we we were kind of chatting about how, how odd this is for all of us in, uh, in terms of just not being around hockey or games, practices. Um, in terms of just kind of shifting gears here, uh, what's something that you probably miss most about your – your day-to-day job that you're not you're not getting to experience right now.
1: Well, there's nothing like a game, Jordan. There's a lot of excitement around it. Um, yeah, I love that because we all miss different things. Joe's on this. He, uh, you know how much you love working with me, Joe. Every game. Uh, so of got course, right. I would like to think that's no sarcasm. We have fun, Joe. We have a lot of fun, especially with our analysts, Colby, absolutely, and in uh, Bundy and Al. Uh, I I truly will say that I know. Bundy or Al or, or any of them are quite a bit older than me. But, and Joe, I mean, you're not, I mean, you're young, you're young. We're all young, but I will say you guys have been my best friends, uh, Jordan, especially you. And it's like, it's really hard. It's just really hard not to go into the office for a game night and like hang out with my best friends, whether it's whatever analysts are with me that night and Joe or, or Jordan even see you around. It's, it's different. You know me, I like to see you guys. I'm crazy. <laughs> I, I'm outgoing. I'm all over the place and not having that fix is a, uh, That's probably what I miss the most is just, you know, who I who I get to see on a nightly basis during a game and obviously covering a game. I mean, we all miss that. But Joe, that being said, no pressure or anything. But what do you miss? I miss uh,
2: I I do. I miss the game days and I miss everything that goes into them. I I, I miss um, talking about ideas for the show. I miss formulating a show, writing Uh, I miss all of it. And, um, you know, I I miss like the, the interaction with the team, whether I'm setting up an interview for our show or uh, going to a practice a day before a game, whatever, Kate, whatever it may be. I I just miss being around the game. And, you know, when it, when it, when the season ends and you're expecting to happen, it's a lot different than when everything just stops abruptly. And you, I mean, I guess to some extent we were all expecting this. Uh, We saw, you know, what the way things were trending and we kind of expected this. But to have it all just stop all at once, um, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you you miss hearing the pucks hit sticks or the pucks hit the glass or, you know, the the sound of a slap shot hitting a goalie's pad. You, You miss all that. And um, you know, that that's you do you do anything to hear one of those some of those sounds at this point. I mean, it sounds kinda of ridiculous. There's a lot of serious things going on in the world, obviously. But yeah. um in terms of what we do, that's what I miss the most. The sounds of the game, being around the game.
1: I was just gonna really quickly say too, and I love that. I mean, it's completely true, just the sounds of the game. You said that like and I agree with you to an extent, like we maybe would have been expecting this, um, and really kind of interested to hear more sides of that because truly you guys, for me, I was not expecting this. Like sports is the getaway for me. Like I, I pay attention to the news and yes, I knew it was like a very, very serious thing, but it, it didn't really hit me guys until we see the NBA that night before. So just putting it out there for me, like I, I really wasn't expecting it, I guess. But, uh, It's a great point, Joe. It's all around just a lot of things with it that we expect it now, and it certainly is a different time. Jordan, uh, what do you miss most other than seeing me at the office?
0: (laughs) Katie, it's definitely seeing your face, uh, and that's about it. No. uh...
1: Oh, wow, wow.
2: (laughs) Katie, you telling us all to get pucks deep every night is what I miss (laughs) the most by far, but I thought that went without saying
1: oh that's so nice I almost want to quote tweet
2: that that was great <laughs> you can go ahead and quote tweet it
1: okay I will I
0: will yeah I definitely miss Katie giving me that fist bump before she goes on the show and says let's get pucked Um I definitely <laughs> miss that but uh, no I agree 100% with Katie and you Joe like as much as I miss sports and hockey of course and the actual games it's definitely the people like that's Well, that's what I think what we enjoy about our job is it's not it's not a normal nine to five where we're sitting in a cubicle. Um, It's seeing people. I miss seeing Katie. I miss seeing Joe. I miss talking hockey with you guys and joking about, you know, before and after the game. You know, I miss going to practice and games and uh, being around colleagues, being around the Flyers PR team, just even seeing the players and just getting to chat with them and, and, and and share stories with them and um that's the stuff that like i think i don't think we take it for granted but i think it's the stuff that in a day, in a day-to-day grind of a long season you forget about how valuable that is to you just you know seeing people and interacting and uh, getting to know others so yeah without a doubt that's that's, that's what i miss the most um and i love course, that and of course it happened obviously you guys as we all know it happened you know, towards the tail end of the season of a of a fun year for Flyers hockey, so I think that makes it even tougher. But of course, health is uh, the health and safety of others comes first, and um, hopefully, everyone um, is following that and and we can nip this in the bud, hopefully, and and hopefully pick back up and 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 feel normal again. I'm I'm sure that's what everyone's missing. Yeah,
1: yeah. We better all the gang better get to uh, get back together soon. Wow, I didn't yeah. really execute that one, but you know what I mean. I totally
0: um, mean, Katie.
1: But, Jordan, with this, I mean, with Joe's point, uh, like, expecting that, and I just mentioned what my thoughts were, were you expecting this? I mean, we touched on the news on the last episode, but were you ex- expecting it, like, to hit as quick and hard as it did to the NHL?
0: No, I really wasn't, Katie. And, not, like, I'm I'm right there with you. I really didn't think it would get to this point. Um, and I think we all have notice how fast and how quickly things developed. Um, I remember Wednesday night leaving the arena um, and we, we, you know, we were talking about Thursday's game and I, I really thought Thursday's game was going to be held and, you know, it was a row game in Tampa um, and I was expected to come into the newsroom and kind of be status quo and be ready to go. And, and then, yeah, also in the NBA, the you know, the report comes out that the NBA is suspending its regular season. I think it's when it kind of hit like, wow, like that's things are going to be put on put on halt for now. Um, so, no, I did not see it coming. Uh, Joe, Joe, what about for you? When did it kind of really sink in? I think it's starting to sink in for a lot of people now when you don't have you know, the daily interactions of watching sports and hearing about it, reading about all of that, when did it sink in for you?
2: Um, I would say that night when, um, I mean, it was quick between when, when the the Rudy Gobert story came out with the Utah jazz, my immediate thought was how many NBA teams and NHL teams share buildings. So as soon as I thought that I'm like, well, this is all it's going to take. It's one player in one sport. But it affects. There's so many different arms to that that single diagnosis. That it's like okay. Well, the Utah played here, and they share a building with this team. And there's so many different degrees that that can you know extrapolate itself out to. Um, and w- once the NBA, I know the NHL didn't announce it right away, but once the N- NBA suspended their season, I figured there was no chance the NHL was going to go out there on an island and play games with no fans. Or actually, they hadn't even announced any games with no fans by the point when the NBA suspended their season. So to me, the NBA thing, I think like most people, was when this became real and when I expected this to happen.
0: I think that shows you how quickly it developed, too, was that it basically skipped a step of – Okay, let's try games without any fans. No, like it went real fast. It went from hey, we're playing games in front of 19,000 plus fans to nope, the season is suspended, and uh, that's how quickly it's developed. And that's why I think it's so surprising for everyone. Um, but again, I'll try to think of a a positive, a more positive note here. I want to ask you guys, and I'll start with Katie. Um, Given all the talk that, you know, the regular season could be cut short and we'll have to jump right into the playoffs. Katie, for you, what has been your your most favorite Flyers moment of this regular season so far? There's a lot to pick from, but I, w- I want to get. I to know. Your
1: and I like there are a lot to pick from. Fortunately, it's been a like fun year so far and I, I hope it continues. Um, I think we all do. But. I think the favorite and Joe, again, you were right there for it. Uh, I said this on a pod before guys, I'm standing by it. Like I, it just, it's the biggest memory in my eyes was Marshawn missing the puck. Like I just, I, and it ended, you know, in a great flyers win, like had it not, it was just so many different things that aligned in that moment that just made it such a trademark game in my head, like just to remember. And obviously I think just the great, uh, the great run that the Flyers had right before the holiday break too. I mean, and things like that, it was, it was just good to see, you know, some of these rivals, even the Rangers too, just them take care of business. But no matter what, that Marshawn memory just sticks in my head, Joe. And I know you were in the same boat when we were going to post game and I, I couldn't believe it. My jaw was dropped. I was like, Bundy, Al, have you guys ever seen that before? Mm. And Bundy was saying my Bantams haven't even done that before. It was hilarious, Joe. That was like one of the best post games we've ever had.
2: Yeah, that was one of those nights where something happened, and we kind of just threw everything else that happened in that game out. Of course, we focused on the win, but I mean, when they just played Boston the last time, that's all we talked to. That's a bunch of what we talked about in the pregame because you just don't get those sort of things. Like you don't get that sort of entertainment on a regular basis from the sport. So the you know that was certainly a great moment. Um, My moment would be Kevin Hayes goal uh, uh, against Columbus when he did the belt celebration. And here's why, (laughs) because I believe this team has been, and this fan base have been just yearning for a guy with personality, Uh, a guy that people can kind of like reach out and put their arms around. And I feel like Kevin Hayes It's been a slow build to be that guy. But I think recently he's shown himself to be that guy. Like, oh, that guy's just one of us. I mean, he's got a beer named after him, and he's only been here for less than a year. (laughs) You know, it's it's one of those – I feel like it's one of those things about hockey that maybe – doesn't always exist in other sports where that you, you have guys and players that seem like they're just one of you. Um, and I think he's one of those perfect examples of one of those guys. And I felt like that moment, um, is an image and a moment where, you know, he told the fan base in the city, Hey, you know, this is my home. Now I'm one of one of you guys.
1: Love that! Yeah, that's a great memory too. That was a great moment. I remember I was like, "What did he just do?" We're all just like, "Wow, what a guy!" Jordan, you have had to, you have to have at least a top five. But uh, what's your what's your favorite moment so far this season?
0: Yeah, Katie. But well, both of those are so good. The Brad Marsh and Katie. I know you and I always joke about that. That was so memorable. And Joe, I could not agree more. Kevin Hayes has been a treat to be around. Ah, uh, the personality he brings to a sport that often gets deemed uh, as lacking personality has been really, really fun um, for me. On a more uh, a sentimental, uh, sentimental uh, note, has been the Oscar Lindblom situation. Just the way um, I think for me to be specific was the night he was in the arena, uh, not long after his diagnosis, and the the whole arena gave him a standing ovation, and. It, lasted really, really long. Um, that was really cool. That was the first time I had seen his face uh, since his diagnosis. And obviously when he when it first came out, he was kind of behind the scenes. And we, we really didn't hear much other than being able to talk to the players and the coaches and Chuck Fletcher, the general manager. So just to be able to see his face, to see him wave to the fans and to see the fans react. Ever since then, it's just been really cool to – just watch the city embrace him and support him. And the way the team has rallied behind him, uh, it shows me how tight knit the locker room is. Um, and it's just been a cool, st- it's just been a real cool thing to say. Um, obviously it's been incredibly unfortunate. I hate to see Oscar uh, go through this uh, cancer diagnosis in this fight, but um, just the way I think it speaks volumes to the city and the sport. I think Philly's unique in the way um, they support each other uh through thick and thin, and I think the league is just a really unique league um and and it really is one one community, and they really do come and rally behind people through like times like this. So for me, yeah. that uh that was really ever since he got that standing ovation Oscar when he was in the building that night, um ever since then, it's just been cool to follow each day and see people come behind him. I've, I've always enjoyed that. So
1: I love that. Yeah, that's a, and, and I love your point too, about like, it's such a unique league because it certainly is yeah. such a, a bigger than hockey moment that, uh, yeah, it's just, it really makes you pause and think about just how lucky we are to be here. Uh, and on that note, Jordan, I, I would love to just finish on the light note too. And these times, because yeah. you talk about a unique league and I know this has been across sports, the basketball community, um, and so many other athletes, it's so great to see, but it's obviously it was a concern initially that a lot of these uh, employees at arenas and these venues where the games are going to be held they're without a job. I mean, there's uh, of course we've seen a ton of our colleagues, a lot of freelance sports reporters, and just so many people impacted. But you see Sergey Babrovsky given a hundred thousand dollars, and then the Florida uh, organization as well as uh, the players were going to match another hundred k. Like. You see so many teams following through with that. And you also see the flyer, you know, Comcast uh, helping out with the Wells Fargo employees. So how cool is that? Just to like you guys, I know we're refreshing our Twitter feed, but just to like be assured that those people are taken care of. Joe, like what were your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I I thought it was a great gesture, and I think the guy who started all this, um, the night that the the NBA suspended the season, it was Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Live on TV found out that their season was being suspended. Now, Mark Cuban is kind of a lightning rod. There's a lot of people that don't like him, a lot of people that do like him. He's a billionaire, um, and one of the first things he addressed was, those employees that work at the games that his team plays at. Um, and, and I really, I give him credit for starting a, uh, starting the movement amongst these pro sports franchises for doing that. And I thought that was a great move by him. Um, I, you know, I, I had the opportunity to interview Mark Cuban in the past and he was just like a regular guy. You would never know that he was a billionaire. And that moment, that night, when I saw him address that live on TV, that brought me back to that moment when I interviewed him. And I thought, man, he's a billionaire. He just seems like a regular person. And that quickly, he he thought about the regular person. He put himself in the regular person's shoes. And it's I'm glad to see other teams, other sports, other buildings and companies and the corporate partners all uh, band together and, and go with that movement. I think it's been great.
0: Yeah. We see how much this impacts people, uh, not just, you know, not just the players, not just us who, who, you know, who work within sports. It impacts so many people. So um, yeah, to see, to see Comcast Spectacor support those game, those game day employees, people that get paid by the game who obviously are now without that um, is just so neat to see. And that's hopefully that's something we can, you know, kind of take from this, you know, we'll remember this forever, you know, this period of time um, and how it impacts so many people. And hopefully these are like some of the silver linings that come from it. These positive stories where uh, people rally behind each other, support each other. Um, That's the, that's the cool stuff, uh, Katie. So I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that is such a positive, Um, that hopefully we can take moving forward. So, um, But with that said, I'm I'm hoping – I know we'll be having more podcasts uh, coming up. We'll try to do two a week like we have been, and we'll find new things to talk about. Um, And you can definitely catch all of our coverage um, of this uh, NHL hiatus and uh, the developments moving forward. And we'll have some fun stuff too. We'll have a lot of fun stuff on the website – uh, NBC sports, We'll have more podcasts. We'll have plenty to keep us going and keep you guys going. Um, so with that being said, uh, just wanted to really thank Joe Fordyce, our flyers, pre and post game live producer for joining on and hopping us. Thank you, Ben Barry for always our, our podcast producer for always coordinating this and Katie Amber, of course, thank you so much uh, for, uh, for always joining us and joining myself to talk hockey. It's always great to hear from you. Um, and so, yeah, thank you. And yeah. I look forward to doing this soon, Katie.
1: Yeah, always a pleasure. And yeah, I have to say thanks to Joe um, and guys. Good job here. We're we're doing this remote. We're all separated. It's always harder to uh, have to work from home for our professions and I'm sure for many other professions out there. But we're finding a way to get all the fans the news. So uh, good job. Yeah. And, and thanks for taking along with us, everyone. And Joe. Take care of yourself, guys. Be healthy out there. And again, we'll hopefully have you back soon, you guys.
2: You guys, too. And thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much, Katie and Joe and Ben. Uh, that is the Flyers Talk podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, please rate us, subscribe as well. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you next time.